Thursday, July 1st, and this is Movies in 4K, episode 92. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we are going to start this episode off with the Phantom enlightening us on a fun fact. This film cost $55 million, and it is the least expensive film to cross the $1 billion in box office. Well, that is interesting. Are you wondering what it is? It sounds like it's a hit, doesn't it? Making a billion dollars. A lot of people seen it. Well, we're going to dive into this film right now. But a little intro music first. a pretty new release here joker not the joker but joker rated r runs a little bit under two hours but with credits a little bit over two hours listed in three genres lady phantom crime drama thriller i think that's exactly what it is perfect some people call this horror but we're not with those people, are we no. Lady no, okay directed by todd phillips and I am curious. I think this is the guy that did that Tom Hanks movie, Sully. I don't know. I know he did The Hangover, and it says that it's the first drama he does, so I doubt it. Oh, okay. I thought it was that guy. I got to look that up off air. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who's the stars in this film? Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, and Francis Conroy, basically. And Joaquin Phoenix is River Phoenix's younger brother? Yes, he is. Okay, and if you don't know out there, that is the young lad from Stand By Me that died in his 20s, correct? Correct, yeah. And very quickly, Clint Eastwood directed Sully. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Maybe it was because Tom Hanks' name in the movie was Phillips. For some reason, it rang a bell, but... It could have been. No, but that's a different movie. That's that's Captain Phillips. Oh, Captain <laughs> Phillips. Yeah, I'm all confused with that. Hey, we make mistakes here. I know. And in rhythm. So <laughs> there you go. All right. What's that little synopsis say? In Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck is disregarded and mistreated by society. He then embarks on a downward spiral of revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face-to-face with his alter ego, the Joker. Okay, Lady Phantom, I'm sure you got more context on this movie (laughs) than I, again, because this is in the comic book realm here. Would you call this an offshoot or what? I wouldn't call it a comic book movie at all, actually. Probably there will be people that will hate me for this. I don't care. I think... The, this movie could have perfectly well been called Arthur or Fleck or whatever and talk about the same and it wouldn't be talking about the Joker. I honestly think they just took the theme of the Joker and Batman to get people to watch it. That's what I think. Really? Yes, because I don't know. We are talking about a guy who for some reason becomes the Joker, which is weird especially at the end too and he meets bruce wayne at some point in the movie bruce wayne is a child so by the dark knight returns in which batman is i don't know 40s 50s we are talking about the the joker would be between 60 and 70 years old i don't think so i i honestly think that it was just a gimmick to get people to watch this movie. Okay, this did get mixed reviews when it came out. Some people literally hated this movie, I think expecting a superhero movie, and other people really enjoyed this movie. This did win some Academy Awards. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. Yeah, and also the original score 
won the other Oscar. Yeah. And it was nominated for many for things. For many things. Yeah, I don't know time. how many nominations it had, but it was nominated for a lot of things. But I remember hearing some people that are huge fans in the superhero realm, Batman in particular, of course, and they literally loathe this movie and they were very public about it. And some of them even walked out. Like, I don't know if it was the expectations because of what you said. They're expecting, you know, a lighthearted movie. This is very dramatic and serious. I don't There's know. There's not no, a no, no. sprinkle of comedy here. I don't think anybody expected a lighthearted movie. Anybody. But they were expecting, act. I mean, superhero movies are action movies. This is I not an action movie. I think they were simply expecting a movie about the Joker. You know, but in I a mean, lighthearted realm, right, no. Lady Phantom? Batman is the Batman and everything that surrounds him is the least lighthearted superhero that you can find. So no. Maybe very currently it hasn't been in history. Well, but we are talking about the fact that the first thing that ever came to light uh, regarding Batman and the Joker was a jokey series, but that never reflected the spirit of Batman, really. Okay, and then we have the Jack Nicholson movie that we covered here. Which very was jokey, darker. Which was but darker. was super jokey and but gimmicky. Super, yes, yes. Then we get to Nolan's stuff, which is more serious, but all action-oriented and entertaining. Yes. This deals with mental problems. Illness. Mental illness, yes. That, uh, that is uh, the topic that first comes to mind. Right, and... Is that a positive in your mind, shedding light on that? Uh, I think it would have been much better served being something else. Because if you link mental illness to the Joker, it's, I think it's very problematic. Actually. But he was disturbing. He does have mental problems. Absolutely. But the Joker in the Batman comic books and everything he knows exactly what he's doing and of course he's mentally disturbed if not he wouldn't be doing all this but he knows exactly what he's doing and he is a bad person and you are not supposed to be like sad for him or feel for him or anything like that well i don't think you're supposed to in this either oh you are of course you, you think are. so okay well number one phantom this goes back further than any other batman movie i know this is before he becomes the Joker. So True. there's more story here. There's more explanation of what turned him into the Joker and where he came from. That is correct. Okay. Do you think people were expecting more Batman stuff in this movie, the ones that hated it? No, I don't think people were actually expecting to see Batman. Not really. Probably people were expecting an origin story of the Joker, which is what this is, you know. But it has really problematic things that now on second viewing, they didn't bother me that much because I was already expecting. And ever since the first time I saw it, I completely dismissed and got out of my system because I ranted to no end. And... I mean, it still bothers me that they did that, but I just, I just think that this movie shouldn't have had anything to do with the Joker, honestly. That's interesting that the uh, Phantom's appreciating it more no, on the second. No, I didn't say that. Okay, I didn't say that. I only said that it didn't, it didn't anger me as much. Okay, well, I got more problems with it. I definitely enjoyed this movie when it came out way more than on this viewing this watch was a struggle for me to get through and maybe that's because i knew exactly where it was going it hasn't been you know that long since this came out on disc you know a year or, or a little more than that something like that but let's start with the story it opens with joaquin phoenix he's a clown he's putting on makeup and he is working for an actual clown business and he gets a job at a store going out of business he's got to hold up a sign a clearance sign and this is when four or five 
hoodlums in this city in Gotham steal his sign and he goes chasing after them which most people would have just said all right later it was a sign <laughs> but anyway they pummel this guy he they run down alleys and out of the nowhere they knock him over the head with this sign break the sign and just start beating him pummeling him kicking him and he gets injured in a way so we get this flare i want to say right up front that this is going to be a really serious movie it's set in the late 70s early 80s and it's new york it looks like new york but it's in this fantasy gotham city area <laughs> i don't even get that why it's just say new york but crime is run rampant at this time people are really poor they're getting fed up and the city's in chaos and all this all through this movie we jump forward a little bit here lady phantom and then what happens where do we progress we see him going to a social worker because he's mentally ill we already said that and he feels that she is not listening to him. He doesn't really communicate either. And then he has this thing in which he laughs uncontrollably. And basically, that's, that's it. I mean, there's a scene there. And then in his company where he, well, not his company, but the company he works for, the boss calls him and tells him that the guy from the store complained because he kept the sign and he says, no, I was jumped and I don't have the sign. And he says, well, he says, you kept it and you have to give it back. Like, why would I keep the sign? I mean, you know, and you see or you hear this music going stronger and he is just smiling. And you can see just how repressed he is because what is happening is unfair. And then he goes home and, of course, he takes care of his sick mother and blah 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 okay a few things that phantom stated there one he's on seven different medications yep he's been in a mental ward before yep two he has business cards like and explains that he uncontrollably laughs in the opposite emotion so when he's sad he laughs and it states this on the card, and he actually gives it to some people, asking them, what are you laughing about? What are you doing? Now, is this a real condition? I believe it is. I don't believe he suffered from it, but I think it is. I mean, because of things that happened later in the movie, you know, I mean, I think he thought he suffered from that, but this yeah. is one thing on my first viewing i really admired i thought that was very clever because he has this maniacal laugh and joker has always had this back from the 50s yes yes so i thought that was intelligent it was a way to make him not like over the top sinister bad guy you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i thought that was very clever somebody came up with that storyline there and it does play along during this movie and whether he actually has this you could make an argument both ways yeah because there's some could. things that happen during this okay the phantom also mentioned his sick mother she don't have that big a role in here but you see he's taking care of her things like a that lot. well they don't really show much of it during the movie no but but still i mean he gives her a bath that is just weird and really the only other key aspect to this is they watch a late night talk show host played by robert de niro that is their entertainment and the joker's mind wanders a lot and he's conjuring up things that are not happening right like he imagines himself in this place and and being like called to the stage and stuff like that and you know it's not happening 
I mean, he is just imagining everything, but right. He also imagines other things, Lady Sam. Yeah, I mean, he has. We don't want to give it away. Yeah, he has a rampant imagination. Definitely, there are many times you're obviously know that it's part of his delusion. Sometimes you don't. They do fool you. Yeah, and. I have to say that the first time we watched the movie, certain things completely fooled me. This time I was like looking for signs and everything and they were there. So that was good direction. Right. Okay. One of his buddies at work after he gets beaten up, gives him a gun. And he's like, I can't have a gun. Why are you giving me a gun? But he takes it on his next gig. He goes to a children's hospital and it falls out. So he gets fired. We're not going to go in depth on each scene, uh-huh, Phantom. But here. yeah, this he gets is fired. just a pure drama here. Yeah, and he There's goes like, "It's a, it's my prop." And like, yeah, I gone in a hospital. <laughs> How is right. that a prop? So he gets fired, of course. And this is when he's starting to turn. He's starting to get more maniacal, even though in the beginning you can see stages of it because the social worker's not listening to him. He's getting fed up with how he's being treated. Nobody's believing him. And this also goes along with what's happening in Gotham at the time, too. Yeah. There's uprisings and revolts. And there's this business guy who's running for mayor. And all the townspeople, not all, but most, are cheering this guy on because he's stating he wants to change the whole city. He wants to give the poor a chance and blah, 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 blah. And this is also on the late night talk show host and (laughs) the mother's really into this character. Well, just so happens the mother worked for Wayne Enterprises, who is Bruce Wayne's father, and he is running for mayor. Yeah, and also we need to mention that at some point, I think before this or kind of, they cut the funding for for social workers, so he has to not see his social worker anymore, and he stops taking his medication. Correct. Yes, and you see this very subtle turn. It's a very slow movie. <laughs> I can say things don't progress at a rapid pace here at all. And Joaquin Phoenix is in this from start to finish. Most every scene is with him in it. Yeah, They never, like, cut away. If they do, it's for a minute or something with the running mayor, the guy running for mayor or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or to the cops over there for a 30-second interlude. But Joaquin is in this movie a lot. Yes, pretty much all the time. Right. Okay, Lady Phantom, what else can we discuss here? I don't think anything else because there are a lot of things that we could say, but many of them would be spoilery. Right. He does want to be a comedian, a stand-up comic. We can say that. He's having delusions of things there. He actually does get a chance to perform in a club. And he is as funny as a hippo with a hernia. Yes, not funny at all. And this is how the Joker gets tied in with the late night host. Yeah. Because he gets wind of this unfunny comedy guy who has an uncontrollable laugh that he's unaware of. So that brings their paths together. Yeah. And you just get this subtle progression into mayhem into what made the joker why he became the joker and where it led to in this movie and what happens with the town so let's go into technicals let's go into technicals okay sound you said one it's good i I, i'm surprised at one i've heard way better sound you know what that you mentioned at the beginning that it was uh, a harder watch for you this time around. And I said that it didn't anger me as much, what angered me at the beginning, because I was expecting it. But I also had more trouble with with getting through it this time. I don't think it was fun. I mean, I really liked the music the first time. 
This time around, I still appreciate it, but I didn't like it as much. Right. That's a good word, Phantom. I appreciate it, too, for because it does drive a lot of emotion. It's a very dark yes. score, and I like yes. dark themes, bassy themes kind of unnerving themes yeah it has that and it really drives the story i understand why it was nominated but it still didn't blow me away either time you know what certain parts of the of the score reminded me a little of requiem for a dream for some reason which is so much better of a movie to me than this but and the score is what was also better but certain little parts reminded There's little me subtle of it clu- cues there yeah like like they yeah, like a maybe deep, it, dark theme yeah like maybe it inspired the the composer to to make this in a way but yeah i didn't like it as much on the on second watch okay acting we just got to talk about joaquin and de niro they're the two leads here de niro was de niro being tony bennett he looked like Tony Bennett in this movie so much. <laughs> like he had so much makeup on in this movie. He reminded movie. me of the way they made him in The Irishman. And he's trying to take a spiff off a of Carson and stuff like that. He didn't pull it off. He was fine. I didn't love Robert De Niro in this movie. I actually didn't like him in this movie. And I love Robert De Niro in general. But... I don't think he pulled off the part. And every time he tried to maybe dance a little or something, I was like, please don't. Yeah, you could see (laughs) it being very staged, Lady Phantom, because everybody knows Robert De Niro so well. So he's got to really ramp up his skills to allude that he's actually this host and he was copying carson and letterman and all sorts of things back then and it it just didn't work you know what i felt i felt that he acted like he was tired and he and it was just a job that's what it felt like like okay i have to go through this let's do it and that's it he just didn't have enough wit and humor And and spunk right he was not super serious he did crack jokes but the way his face moved he just couldn't pull it off he just yeah couldn't do it i know and he i was generally not a good casting person for this role. it was a big miscast and i generally really like robert de niro oh, I, think, I love robert de yeah niro. i mean but this eh. and joaquin phoenix i mean he was very very good but certain parts that i don't know if they were rehearsed or improvised or or what i just thought he overacted really i think this is the biggest positive of this i can see why he won i don't know what movies he was going against and what actors but i mean he sold he was mentally challenged this maniacal laughing and his look there's times he's shedding tears there's times of bewilderment. There's times where you can see he's sick and he can't take it anymore. And there's some very gruesome scenes in this, just to make yeah. mention too. There is some really bloody, brutal scenes in this. It only happens for a few minutes at times. Yeah, but where this yeah. guy went and the look of this guy, he is skin and bones. And his back bones and chest bones are protruding like he is anorexic. Actually, they allude to him being anorexic because he never eats. He just maybe prepares uh, food for his mom, but he's never seen eating or, or anything. So I would think so because he is a ball of nerves. And before before you go on, I just want to say that the parts that I thought were overacting were mainly where he started to dance and the part where he is in a talk show at the uh, nearing the end of the movie. I hated his, his performance in that I'll part. tell you, the only thing I didn't like about that ending scene was when he was on the talk show. The guy's name is Murray. Murray. And, yeah, Murray. Every time. Like, that, say 
was uh, I'm, I can't believe the director didn't stop him. Okay, once when you're getting sarcastic, not four times during this segment. And you know what? I think that was the director's fault because I was reading very quickly that he would give Joaquin a little direction, like, you know what, do this. And then he changed the whole thing. So if he did this like that, Four times it was because the director wanted it. I, I can't find any other explanation. But the things that he was, as you say, like, oh, Mary, and blah, 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 blah. I, I was like, what? No, you were doing fine. Why do you do this? <laughs> but then when he stopped speaking like that, it's much better. It was just when he was having this, like, I don't know what to call it, accent or what. And then there's this scene in a bathroom where he starts to dance, and I loathe it. I, I, no, I, I like, didn't mind that at all. The only thing I picked up on that I thought was pretty out of place was that, how he said Murray over and over again. From where this Phoenix guy came from, I've probably only seen this guy in two other movies. The first time I've ever seen him was in 8mm with Nicolas Cage back in the 90s. So mm -hmm. we're going back almost 30 years. Yep. And he was just a side character in that. He played this punky guy into mm -hmm. sex and uh, stuff like that yep. and had piercings all over him but wow what a difference from that which is the last movie i can remember him in do you know any other movies yeah i've in? seen him in in a lot of yeah there's also this one with mel gibson the signs one with, yeah but i don't ever I, see him in that role going to where he oh, did no, in this de movie. definitely not but i really liked him there it's almost like tom hanks he started on bosom buddies a goofy comedy yeah. and where he ended up is mind-blowing and funnily enough not to compare him again because we talked about <laughs> captain phillips but tom hanks is also one of these that loses and gains weights for roles well christian bale is the king of that but is let's it? not oh well, I yeah i don't know nothing about him yeah when he did the machinist he looked even more skeletal than phoenix here but anyway the first time that i remember ever watching uh, joaquin and really liking him was in gladiator I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was nominated as a supporting actor, and I have no idea why he didn't win. He was the worst villain ever, and he was so hateful, and he was excellent. Like Ever since I saw him in that, I was like, this guy can pull off anything he wants. All right, let's move on to like camera work, coloring, scenery, costuming. What really stands out to you here, Lady Phantom? Well, I'm not sure about the costuming. I mean, I can. I wasn't sure if it was 80s or 70s, but you say late 70s, eight, uh, early 80s. That makes perfect sense because it the was cars right around 1980 because they had an old VHS player, a top loading one that came uh -huh. out in like 79. They were popular like 79 to 82. Now it could have been later and. They had one, but no, with the cars, they were late model 70s and early 80s. Mm -hmm. And then the movie Blowout was playing, which I think was 1980, if okay. I'm not, the John Travolta movie. Oh, that's great. And also what they're wearing. There were still afros. They were just coming out of style at the mm -hmm. end of the 70s. Yeah. But that, and this is so amazing that this movie was chosen this week because we just covered American Made that was based at the same time from the late 70s to early 80s. And both of these movies knocked it out of the park. I felt I was in this time period personally. Yeah, with this one, I, I am not that sure, actually. So you thought I mean, American Made was better? Well, yeah. I mean... Yes, it did feel like 80s, 70s, you know, but it had something that didn't quite click for me somewhere. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but yeah, the production design was very good. Yeah, camera works great. I mean, there's fine. nothing really to blow you away. There was no great coloring. I mean, we're going to cover a lot of this on 4K. I think we should save it. Yep. Any other technicals or are you ready to rate? No, I'm ready, I think. Okay, we're ready. Let's start it, Lady Phantom. I rated this movie higher when I initially saw it. There's only a handful of times I've ever did this, under a handful, maybe three or four times. I don't actually think it's fair. 
but because we're studying films now for the 4k and really involved in them you got to really pay attention there's things that i missed on the first watch here and i was excited it wasn't a superhero movie on the first watch so i think i was very lenient but the acting was stellar the filmography the costuming the makeup and the gore that shown really worked you do sort of feel sorry for this guy i'm not giving it a negative like lady phantom is like i think they do try to appeal to that because he does have a mental illness but there is some revelations you learn during this movie i did notice how bad bob de niro was in this and there's just too much drawn out scenes with nothing happening in this and it's a pretty boring movie really so my final rating is a six i definitely think you should see this movie it's a great well-made movie that's interesting for just a drama this is like just a perfect dark drama thriller the music does drive it i think you'll like the music better than i do it really fits it but i don't think you need to buy this this is my second time and it was a slog to me there's only two crucial things that really happen in this movie and when you know them it takes all the it makes it harder to get through it you're like okay where's this scene at come on because i know it's close to the end but yeah i cannot go any higher than six uh rent it if you haven't seen it well i come from a very different place as you guys can imagine because i love superhero movies i love batman he is my favorite dc male hero (laughs) or if not he is my favorite dc hero and as i stated before i think this movie is just called joker and was just based on this character to get the batman fans to watch this movie and that angered me that that really really angered me and certain things that happened throughout the movie When I first saw them, they made my blood boil. I was beside myself because I couldn't believe that they would stoop that low. But they are there to make money, right? I mean, because it is a business. This time I was expecting it, so it didn't really make me so angry. But I still, that was a very, very cheap thing to do. And I don't like cheap things in movies. This, with a different name, with a guy that was not supposed to be the Joker, would have been a much, much better movie for me. Uh, But but lots. And we didn't obviously talk about the end or anything. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it ended. And I don't think it makes the slightest sense. Why? Because if you're talking about the Joker, the Joker, it doesn't make any sense. So I, I really take points for that because they shouldn't do this it, it was i think a terrible idea i don't know if there's gonna be a sequel or what but oh well but yeah i mean the craft of the movie is great the acting was fantastic except for those few things that i mentioned that i didn't really enjoy Frances Conroy was great i mean she was there barely there but she she sold the part very well And it is a well-crafted movie. But I honestly don't think it is as good as they have said it is. I'm also going to be there with you with a six. And yeah, rent. But that's pretty much it. Well, who were you talking about when you said they say it is? Because I'm looking at Metacritic, which is from paid critics and their score is only 59 basically six out of ten where we're oh well when i was very quickly glancing over uh, imdb i was like the first two reviews i saw were tens and masterpiece and it's even on the cover it's a masterpiece no it's not (laughs) i mean it is a very good 
movie. Very well crafted with a fantastic well, performance. See, here's the problem, Lady Phantom, and it's going to be on a movie like this. You're so tied in the Batman, the story, what's happened, and stuff like that, where I'm not. So along with the story, I thought was great. That's what, along with Joaquin Phoenix acting, the story is the second best part in this thing. And it's I, a very fascinating, interesting, well-portrayed story. I agree. The problem is that the only things that seem out of place in this movie are the ones that have to do with Batman. With whatever that comes close to him, his father or his parents, or they are the only things that seem out of See, place you're, to me. You're deluded because you know. No, the I'm story. not deluded. But it's I, affecting you, Lady Phantom. But you didn't it has like this to. story. It has to because it's called Joker. If it is an origin story for the best known villain. In the DC comic universe, it better be good. And it better have to do with the Joker. Well, then it would have to be set back in the 30s then, Lady Phantom. I mean, you could keep going on and on and on Not necessarily. Batman Begins, for example, was not said in 1930. Who cares about Batman Begins? It's just an example. It doesn't have to be set in any specific year of old to be a decent and realistic origin story for the best known villain in the dc comic universe and i'm sorry if they named him joker and it's supposed to be a joker origin story that's what i am expecting and that is not what i got i do want to exclaim if you haven't seen this yet yes it's an origin story but it starts with him at 40 some odd years old it doesn't talk about his there is some facts revealed about his childhood but it doesn't start with him as a child it's not like a you know a baby story and then he's a teenager more like the original superman no no definitely but it's not just when he become it's around the time period when he becomes what he's known as the joker right and also very quickly i don't know if i mentioned this before but i do have a problem with i mean this is a movie whose main theme is mental illness and how it can really mess people up. And uh, there's one line that in the movie that I actually like, and it says the worst thing about mental illness is that people want you to behave like you don't have it. And that's completely true. And I think that is a very important message. But giving this message to a character that ends up being quote unquote the prince of crime is not the greatest idea. Right. And see, that's where this character, and I don't even know much about Batman <laughs> at all, but that's where we are in history. Back in the day in the TV story, he would never be called sadistic and maniacal like the Christopher Nolan crap where we're that the movies that phantom loves that she's talking about these modern day movies you know there's other iterations of batman way before where he's satirical and yes he's demented but he's become you know this ungodly criminal and <laughs> It, there's just been many variations. That is true. And that is true. And for you to always go with what you like the best isn't really fair either. No, it's not. It's not that it's fair or not because actually the other day we were watching a documentary about the history of comic books, and I'm aware that there have been many iterations, some darker than others, either in the well, like the TV show, for example, and also in the comic books. Right. And I'm aware of that. What I'm just saying is that if you want to create awareness for mental illness, creating a character that is going to become the worst criminal possible is not a great idea. All right. Well, there you have it. Two sixes and two rentals. Let's move it on. Wow, that was a lengthy discussion <laughs> <Yes>. on Joker. <laughs> so you get all the good stuff about the movie without giving spoilers away because we don't do that okay lady phantom 
Dolby Vision 4K version. It's been noted amongst our counterparts in this industry that we are that this is one of the best boy and phantom funnily enough i'm gonna say we did not have the 4k we got the blu-ray when it came out phantom wanted to upgrade it because she heard some other popular critics say how great this was it's in the top 10 releases or whatever there's only about 10 of us out there that review 4k films for one there's some bloggers but we don't even talk about them because they just write it and they don't go in depth about it and it's different when you're writing and talking and speaking it i was expecting demo worthy i don't know why because i don't trust them i think the phantom and i are the most accurate via what 4k should be what it can do and such i am displeased with this release by warner brothers it is so overrated. <laughs> it's such a mediocre <laughs> title. I mean, uh, there are absolutely no black levels to speak of in this movie. Yeah, there and was a lot of it scene, happened at night. There was one scene when we was walking down this staircase that showed in like a park. <laughs> yeah. When he walks down in, and there was one side of the screen is, is all that went completely black. Yeah. Outside of that... <laughs> black levels where no I mean, black levels none. no bla funnily enough i i think i saw a guy in a black suit <laughs> which came the closest to being wayne a, he yeah. was wearing no 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 uh, not wayne not wayne the other guy in the bathroom and he came the closest to a black level but in the in general in this movie and not a lot of it happens in the dark there are just no black levels and and I noticed Black Crush in Arthur Fleck's apartment at some point. I could see pixels. And wow, I was I like, what? That. What? I didn't notice that. What I will give them credit for on this 4K disc, and it's the thing I had the problem with on American Made last week, this movie was fluid, unlike American Made, where it changed at certain times. It was like muddy, we said, yeah. or wasn't and sometimes you know, really super colorful. vibrant, and then mm -hmm. other time it just popped. The greens were in your face. It was so gorgeous, the landscapes. Here it's totally fluid, and being a digital shot movie on digital cameras, it did look like it was shot on film while having a no nice grain. detail no grain very clear but this movie lacks so much vivacious color it's not even funny there's zero popping on this movie yeah and i was expecting there to be because i mean there are scenes that have a lot of light and a lot of color but it they just dialed down the coloring yeah. lady phantom to give you that appearance of this 80s time period yeah i think the most colorful scenes might have been at the studio i was gonna say that too yes yeah they, they show very nice colors uh not popping but nice with a nice uh color gamut there you know but yeah i mean like nothing really popped no, no colors no popping pop in but here you are very right also it's very clear like there are close-ups of the face of this guy and you can almost touch the texture in his makeup and stuff like that so it's very clear now we gotta be fair to both the 4k and the movie and we are and while this don't diminish the 4k grade but it's something that should been in there where the lights were set up on this movie this is the cinematographer's job and director and the lighting consultants and all this this movie would never even allude to something like the zombie movie um oh pride, pride and prejudice, prejudice and, and zombies. zombies or lucy or kong even the lighting was not placed in the right scenes yeah. to give you that nice contrast 
like they actually shot into light in many scenes here yes. so you got darker imagery and nothing it wasn't coming from the side and highlighting bright things off to the corner it was very muted mostly what the light did in many scenes in this movie was make the the image hazy correct because of where the light was coming from there there were too many scenes where the light was coming from in front of you but from a funny place and it just i mean like for example when we reviewed the lone survivor there were scenes with with the light in front of you but they were oh, masterfully yes. done right. to make it look good here they just come like from a window or something and it just looks hazy so there's no contrast right yeah yeah totally disappointed in this disc and i don't know how many warner brothers discs we've done but they're not at the top of the game in the 4k no the only opinion. i think the only one that we've seen that we have said wow was the harry potter one the second one and the first one of course but mainly the second one but yeah i mean it's it's really overrated i'm impressed yes i'm gonna before we even get into the sound i'm gonna tell you right now just buy the blu-ray save 10 bucks because the blu-ray looks crystal clear there's no grain and it looks just as good as this you might get a few more colors but there's no colors in this i will say there was some shine on police cars and things there's this one scene when they're at the comedy club or something and there's red candles on the table and it's not well lit and they the camera zooms into arthur fleck it looks good but it looks good on blu-ray too yeah it's one of those situations in which the upscale will make it look good anyway yes absolutely mm -hmm. all right audio is an atmos track this isn't an action movie uh there's not many sound effects there's some like subway trains and stuff yeah and i mean it, mainly it works i think for the music for for the these moments in which yeah, there are many scenes but you're not surrounded in this no, i mean no, uh, when i first seen this the sound itself the music itself sounds good but it better it's a new movie yeah and <laughs> basically here what what's so good about this score is that it serves as you said before to move the the movie along and yeah i mean there are many scenes in which the score starts or the music starts very low and then it like it goes louder and louder and louder and louder and yes you do feel that it's there around you but there are really not like many sound effects that say yeah admos around yeah yay. no this didn't even need it really like this is unimpressive i mean yeah. it sounds good it's a new movie dialogue crystal the clear, are of clear. Course. i mean yeah but there's nothing here that'll wet your whistle in the music <laughs> department here the music sounds good like any other modern music would but for a production of an Atmos track of being involved and getting you into the story, actually Requiem for a Dream, an old, what, 90s movie or whenever that came out. 2000. That got you more into it than this movie did. And that's 30 years old, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Now that now that you mention it, and I remember saying that it, there were some scenes toward the end when he's in a taxi that uncannily reminded me of the scenes of the Joker in The Dark Knight. Like, like it, it seemed, I mean, they are not the same scenes by no means, but they didn't look original well, there was at the all. little scene when little Bruce Wayne slid down a fire hose thing or whatever you I call know. fire And I even thing. said, oh, nice touch. Yeah, because it reminded me of the... Right. Of, yeah. All right, special features. The making of a behind-the-scenes look at the creation of the film. Joaquin Phoenix alternate takes, costume tests, and more. Okay, here's the time whether you should get Joker. We already said it. Stick with the Blu-ray. I'm giving this a C. This is the bare minimum a 4K disc should have in my opinion i've said it a few other times zero grain totally happy there it's clear 
Phantom picked up some crush. I didn't. To me, nothing got lost. This isn't a vibrant. It's not colorful. It doesn't look beautiful. It's a drab, dark movie. Nothing pops out. I didn't feel involved in this movie one bit. It didn't feel like I was on the streets in New York City or Gotham City at all. And I'm going to say unworthy. Unbelievably with no grain. For the extra 10 bucks. It's really not worth it. Remember, 4K TVs upconvert Blu-rays, and the Blu-ray looks just as good. For just the small, subtle things, it's not worth it at all to me. See, average release worthy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just going to go with a C also, but I was like really surprised when, when I caught that. It's just one second, but there's Black Crush. And that is unacceptable. <laughs> that is just unacceptable. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, this is a good 4K disc. It's the bare minimum, but I really don't think you need it. So I'm going to say unworthy too. Okay, Lady Phantom, get us out of here. Billshetty.com. Go there. Kindly sign that guest book. And check all our links to places where you can subscribe. You want to be subscribed. And also go regularly there. And follow me on Twitter, LadyPhantom74, because I'll tell you when we release something, either an episode or a written review. Okay. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening to The Phantom and I. We appreciate it. Leave those comments on the guest book. We're out of here. We'll catch you on the next episode.